0: how you doing well that's good welcome to the broad street hockey spotify live post game my name is bill Matz. i'm your director of fun and games for the evening uh, happy 420 eve to all who celebrate and uh happy final five we have we have 5 games left fam that's it we've done it uh we just got to get to next friday we have a game thursday we have sunday we have monday we have wednesday We have Friday, and that's all she wrote on this Philadelphia Flyers season. Uh, I hope you all took uh, the Toronto team total over four and a half tonight. I know that's all I was rooting for, uh, was for uh, the Leaves to get to five goals, and they did, thanks in large part to that uh, Ronnie Adder goal in garbage time. That was sweet. Thanks a lot, young Ronald. You uh, created a situation in which the Flyers would pull their goalie, which allowed the Leaves to, to get to five, I thought that was pretty great. Um, I noticed at the end, Toronto plays Maxine Nightingale right back where we started from as a victory song. If that's their regular thing, they might they might be my Eastern Conference team. I don't know. I still haven't decided. I don't think I'm in on Florida. Um, I would like to see a team like Florida win just because of the way you know they play crazy offense and just attack so much. Of course, I'd be happy for Giroux if he won, but I don't know if that's going to be my deciding factor in picking a team to root for in the Eastern Conference this season. Um, Still open, still open. So if you have any suggestions, uh, let me know. But might be leaning Toronto right now just to see, like, one, all of the – oh, well, you know, like JJ talked about it tonight during the broadcast, like all of the – Playoff statistics for Tavares and Marner and Matthews like to see all that go up in flames and see the Toronto fans like go nuts and to see the rest of the hockey world. Be pissed off. I don't know. I think it might be kind of interesting. So I'm leaning, I'm leaning leaves right now. Uh, so if you have an Eastern Conference team you're rooting for in these playoffs, let me know when you come aboard. Uh, but yeah, I, not much to say about the game. Uh, the Flyers aren't an NHL team right now. They stink uh and they played like it. Toronto's really struggled with non-playoff teams, especially recently. Um I thought that showed a little, like especially early in the game when the Flyers were like not horrible and killing penalties and stuff. That was kind of crazy. Uh, but eventually the Leafs woke up and put it away, as they should have. That's what now, a six-game losing streak for the Flyers. Hopefully we can end the season on an 11-gamer. That would be a lot of fun. All right, that's enough of me. Let's get to all you. Uh, let's lead it off with Warren Brody. Warren, you're live on the post game.
1: Hey, Bill. I just wanted to let you know that your show has been the highlight of the season. Well,
0: I appreciate that, Warren. I mean, incredibly low bar, but I will absolutely take it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, it's it's been an unusual two years. It certainly Um, has. So a couple of things. I'm trying to be positive here. You know, I was watching Ronnie Adder tonight. He's an interesting player. I would like to have seen him on the power play. He seems to have a lot of offensive potential. You know, hopefully whoever our next coach is can figure out a way to use this guy uh, because he's always moving. That's one thing a lot of the Flyers don't do. A lot of them stand still. But if I, you notice he's always moving. <laughs> and he's got yeah, some and offensive potential there.
0: He does seem to have some offensive potential. Uh, I worry – like I don't know if – Hockey IQ is a teachable thing if you can improve one uh, when you get pro. He just kind of seems a little lost out there sometimes, but I love the aggression. I don't care how many mistakes he makes, honestly, especially this year. Who gives a shit? And you're right. Like, watching guys not be stationary, as low of a bar as that is, I will take that just to see someone trying to make a play, trying to keep their feet moving, second effort plays. (laughs) I I appreciate it. I want to see Adderd. Uh, develop a little more, obviously, but he's interesting. He's definitely interesting.
1: And uh, w- one thing I want to comment on: fourth goal by Toronto. Kevin Hayes got pushed off the puck. Like I've never seen a guy get pushed off the puck so easily. It's uh, they their compete is just not very good. And uh, you know, I hope whatever happens at the end of this year. And I think we've talked about this: we get a stronger coach in in here who can. Uh, motivate these guys to win battles, because if you can't win battles, you're not going to win. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely, you're, you're right, Warren. I mean, that's it. Comes down to hockey is a lot of little battles. You know, a lot of teams can score on the rush. Uh, you know, a lot of teams can score on the power play, but a lot of the game is played along the boards in those in those moments, and the Flyers have been really bad at that.
1: Yeah, the only other positive thing I could think of is tra- watching Travis Sanheim. I've always you know, been a little bit of a fan, and I think he's really you know, come a long way this year. And I think that's somebody they're going to end up building their defense around.
0: So, well, they definitely need someone, Warren. I agree there. Uh, it's been good seeing, especially I think since January, uh, Travis Sanheim – kind of look like the player more that we expected him to be over the last couple of years. Uh, Hopefully he's able to add that consistency part of his game and he can play like this for the full season next year. Uh, It would help if he wasn't stapled to Rasmus Ristolainen. That would be great. Um, But I do think maybe there's something to – he had a little bit more room with Risto this year. Maybe that's just me trying to come up with something to justify – uh, resigning him and playing him in this role but yeah uh sandheim I think is the safer bet honestly when we talk about the defenseman that might get moved him and provorov I think keeping sandheim and just knowing you have a pretty good second pair guy there rather than the complete unknown of Ivan provorov um I, I think it might be I can't believe it but the safer bet to stick with sandheim at this point and that's crazy Uh, Harris Barnes, Harris, you're live.
2: Uh, Hey, Bill, how are you? How are you tonight, Harris? Uh, I'm all right. Um, I was looking at the, I'm looking at stats right now and Frost, he's played 50 games this year. He has 12 points. Yeah, he's he's got a
0: very, uh, he's got a very like Nolan Patrick stat line for them right now. I've basically lost all faith that Morgan Frost is going to be any sort of contributor for this team at any point.
2: Justin Braun has more points. He's not on the team yeah. anymore. And Keith Yandel, in the worst season ever for Keith Yandel, one of the worst seasons in modern history, has more points than Morgan Frost. I know more games for Keith Yandel, but, like, that's that's awful for Morgan.
0: Yeah, and, like, Justin Braun is um,
2: – Defensive defense.
0: The, yeah, like, he's, he's- – his whenever you see those charts and like he had a really good start to the year offensively Justin Braun he had a bunch of assists to start the season and I was like holy shit what's going on here but like whenever you see those charts of like the hot and cold zones it's like yeah um Justin Braun doesn't contribute on offense a little bit and it's like you have fewer points than that guy
2: yeah it's um it's bad and so Tippett's played 16 games now for the Flyers he only has four points like that's that's surprising, but he also hasn't had the greatest puck luck. What do you make of that so far? It's kind of,
0: uh, I mean, kind of the knock on him that, you know, you see you see the skills. The skills are undeniable. He has tools, but the production just hasn't come. And finishing is a skill, you know, like executing that final part of the play, getting that puck to go in that net. That's huge, especially for, you know, a guy who's supposed to do those things. Just watching him tonight, um, one thing I noticed, you know, you can have the best shot in the world. If you're not using it to, like, one touch and one time uh, the puck, you're not going to beat goalies. Like, they're too good. They're too big. He seems to need to load up to shoot rather than just rip one-timers. And I don't know if you're going to be able to score consistently doing that, you know. Like, Patrick Linea, amazing shot. He doesn't score nearly enough considering that. And Like, I'm not comparing Tippett to Linea. Like, Linea scored 40 goals at one point. But, like, kind of see him being a dude who just doesn't have that thing that makes him a top six forward. Like, just can't quite get there.
2: And then what do you make of – or what do you think Farabee's ceiling really is? Because he just, in a lot of stretches, has been – just fine. Like I thought after the start last year, it's like, Oh my gosh, this guy could be a 65 points a season guy fairly consistently. And now it's like, okay, 40 to 55, maybe.
0: Yeah. I think I still see
2: upper level potential in
0: Farabee. It's really hard. I, he's dealt with some injuries and I think that's, that's a little more concerning than the production. Just like, all right, how often is this guy going to be available? Um, I, I just – I think I've seen enough of Farabee before to know what he is, and this year – I mean, at this point, Jesus Christ, it's so hard to judge – a player, especially one who's been here the last two seasons and has dealt with all of this. Like, this has to be a ridiculous mo- – like, waking up and going to the rink can't be fun anymore, you know? Like, yeah. it just can't – I'm sure, you know, Kevin Hayes keeps it light and everyone appreciates the opportunity to get to play professional hockey, et cetera, et cetera, all that shit that they'll tell you. It can't be fun to go to the rink at this point.
2: Also, I'm looking at Tankathon right now based on um, points – uh, per game or points percentage the flyers are below the kraken now in the standing so the flyers are third in the um current draft lottery standings are you going to when the flyers are slotted there are you, are you going to send uh or venmo maddie benears for turning pro and, and putting the Kraken in the head of the flyers
0: i it'll be great when the flyers i would it's so perfect like uh Dave Scott or Dave Scott, Dave Hackstall winning a bunch of games at the end of the season to ruin their draft lottery odds. That's a lot of fun. Uh yeah, I, I'm I'm ecstatic. It would be great to finish below the Kraken. Uh, even though it's like, god damn, that's like the least talented roster ever assembled at the start of the year, and the Flyers are worse. But fuck it. Uh it it's the the worse the Flyers are, the better at this point.
2: Um yeah it's uh flyers have lost six in a row, Montreal's lost six in a row, and Arizona's lost seven in a row so the worst teams are in fact the worst I think that's what I see
0: yeah Montreal was playing pretty well there for a while uh they looked good as soon as they hired Saint Louis, you know Suzuki and Caulfield were killing it uh but when it comes down to it, like there's a reason they were in last place all year uh they don't have enough good players either. And now they're reintroducing Carey Price at the end of the season for some reason. That's just insane to me. Just take the year off, bro. But whatever. Uh, they're gonna They're gonna finish in the bottom two.
2: And uh, what you guys uh, to finish it off? What are you guys talking about on the podcast this week?
0: It's a great fucking question, Harris. Uh, we're doing it tomorrow night. Um, Kelly, what do you think? <laughs> Let me know in the comments what you're thinking about. Uh, maybe we'll talk little playoff preparation, maybe. Talk about some other teams. I, I got draft. nothing. Yeah, draft, I guess. We have to get to the draft at some point. I just, I hate talking about prospects.
2: Well, look at, uh, one thing just to peruse at, Bill, is look at Dana uh, teammate on Halifax, Jordan Dumais. Could be a, a very solid steal for someone this year's draft. His production in the queue is insane. But I'll leave you with that.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Harris. Harris always has... Uh, Some good information for all of us. Uh, Let's go to Patrick Reed Miller. Patrick, you're live.
3: Hey, Bill. How you doing?
0: How are you tonight, Patrick?
3: I am good. Five more games, Bill. Five more games. I'm ecstatic.
0: I just cannot wait. Um, I got asked. uh, My wife and I are going to be doing some sort of guest bartending uh, in in Malka Hill. Uh, for a charity event on Friday of the last game. I was like, oh, it's the last Flyers game. I'm. Like, she's like, it's only an hour. You'll be done like eight or nine. I was like, oh, perfect. I'll fucking drink a bunch of beers and then uh, talk about a game I barely watched. That's the best case scenario, honestly. But just having only five left, it feels so good. Uh, maybe it's because the seasons have been short the last couple years. You know, they played like, what, 69 games a couple years ago, 56 last season. Like, for whatever reason, this is just a season that will not end.
3: Absolutely, and uh, I've talked about this guy way too much on here. I feel like I've been in every post game, which sounds a little crazy, but it's really not. But Keith Yandel, round of fucking <laughs> applause, <laughs> fucking uh, skates full of fucking iron, and falling down <laughs> and lighting up the goal to help the tank. So this is the first time yeah. I'm proud of that man. <laughs> I, I
0: really like. I Again, you're right. Like, we've talked about him way too much. I wish he was the biggest problem with this team. Like, I wish Keith Yandel was what was holding them back. But, like, they have so many issues. And so many things went wrong on that play. But it is just one of those great examples. I just, like, I tweeted it. This is the guy whose benching was an affront to hockey. The whole hockey world was offended that this guy wasn't on the ice. Like, uh, he's really bad. It, it
3: made me want to tweet to Kevin Weeks and J.R. and Colliaco like, hey, like, this guy is bad. Like, I don't know. I don't care what you think. He's a veteran. He, he sucks. Like, come and on. And you know what they Someone would have said? Someone had to do it. Like,
0: their honest response would have been, like, they wouldn't respond. But if they were g- going to be honest, they would have. Said not watching the game. Haven't watched one all year. Like uh, that's that's the issue here. Like anyone <laughs> arguing that that dude belongs in a lineup, it's because they haven't watched him play this year. But like we've dedicated so much goddamn time to the dude. It's 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 almost a shame if he wasn't a you know a millionaire.
3: And then uh, our our good friend JVR scoring another sympathy goal, getting getting up there. I I, la- oh, I laughed man. at that. I, I really
0: uh, he need. I mean. <laughs> What do you have, like three or four attempts at it? It was great. One finally went in. He almost had another nice one, I think, on the power play. Yeah. That old between-the-legs move he used to do all the time. Uh, I'm really hoping he gets to 25. That's, that's the target number. The only important thing for this offense to accomplish in the next five games is four goals for JVR.
3: Yeah, because you know what? Someone dumb enough this offseason will call up and say, I will take him. I, I just hope to God yeah, that happens. Like
0: anything to lessen the price of assets we have to give up to get rid of him. Anything to maybe entice some dumbass team to take him off the Flyers' hands and uh, pay him the full $7 million. Like Whatever it takes, it, it, that would be awesome.
3: I guess. Lastly, I, I, I think I think the streak's gonna keep going. I I just feel like they they've checked out. They've totally checked out on Mike Yo because it's like, dude, you're an interim coach. You're not gonna be here. You might have been a good guy in the beginning of the season. Like they're all just like, who cares? They all just want to get this done, dude. Oh yeah, like
0: there's like Mike Yo knows he ain't coming back. Everyone in that locker room knows Mike Yo won't be back. It's I mean, it, well I think we brought it up last show like. They basically said in December when they fired Elaine Vigneault that the season's over. These guys have been playing meaningless games for four months now. It's it's a waste of everyone's time. This whole season was a waste of everyone's time. Like, I I, I can't believe that Kevin Hayes even wanted to come back. Like, honestly, that tells me all I need to know about Kevin Hayes as a competitor, that he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll – I'll play hurt for this team. Like, all right, fuck yeah, cool. Kevin Hayes, you can stay. I'm happy with you.
3: Yeah, but I guess I'll I'll end on this. I guess when this is over, I'm going to be rooting for the Panthers because they're fun, and of course everybody knows why. But yeah, I hope they I hope they do something just just yeah. for the sake of G. I Me,
0: mean, like I I'll be happy for G, and thanks a lot, Patrick. I'll be happy for G if he wins. And I would like for a team that plays offense like the Panthers to win because it's a copycat league. And I'd really much rather teams copy that than like, oh, look at what the Islanders are doing. We can just, you know, be that fucking team. Like, I'd much rather uh, watch a team like Florida win it. Um, But I'm not 100% in. Just like... It's the Florida Panthers, man. You know, end of the day, it's the fucking Florida Panthers. Ugh. Andrew D., Andrew D., you're live.
4: Hey, Bill, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I got you. How are you doing tonight,
4: Andrew? Um, pretty good. I only watched the first two periods, so that was a real, uh, real good thing for my mental health.
0: Oh yeah, well <laughs> I I recommend everyone watching as little Flyers hockey as they possibly can. <laughs> like I'm watching cuz I get paid to. If you don't get paid to, <laughs> fucking play wordle, like do anything
4: else. <laughs> so I had two questions for you. If I were to tell you on opening day next season that all of our all of our defensemen were perfectly healthy, and the starting lineup was Provy and Ellis, York and Sienheim, Zamula and either uh, Risto and either Zamula, Adder or Andre. Would you say that's better or worse than sixteenth, being the average defenseman core in the league? Huh.
0: I I would say with two like uh, in in your scenario where Ellis is healthy and back in the lineup and everything's cool, having that anchor on the top pair and having Sandheim as an anchor on the second pair. Uh, it, yeah, probably above average.
4: I, I've been thinking about it all day and it's just like, I, I mean, it's probably a little bit better, but it's not elite. No, um, it's
0: definitely not elite. Like they don't have, you know, and we don't, we don't know what, yeah, Ryan Ellis looked good when he played this year. He, he had five points in four games. He, he, you know, the breakout wasn't a total fucking disaster. Like, he looked like what they needed. Uh, if he can be that, sure, it's just like if he's healthy, I'm counting on him for 65 games and not 82. And then yeah. we've we've seen the house of cards the last few years. What happens to this defense when you take one? You know, it's the domino effect. One goes down and everything fucking falls.
4: Yeah. Uh, the other question I had for you is uh, Do you sell high on Atkinson? Um, you know, he's had a good year. He's scored a lot of goals. Can you get, um, you know, can you package him and Frost or him and somebody or something and either get a better forward, or do you get a lot of, you know, really good twenty-year-olds, or something?
0: I've I've thought a lot about Atkinson because I've liked his season. Uh, he's a streaky goal scorer, as all goal scorers are, except for like the absolute elite guys who score every night. Uh, but I'd I, I like him, you know, halfway through the season. When I was thinking about this, my idea was. Hayes and Atkinson are the perfect veterans to kind of lead a rebuild because they're good players. You'll compete, but ultimately, I don't think they're good enough to keep you stuck in mediocrity the way Prime G and Voracek did. You know, like they drug along a bad team and got them on the fringe of the playoffs every year, and that ultimately stopped the Flyers from being able to rebuild. I don't think Hayes and Atkinson are that good. Now that they're going in this other direction, it's like, you have to give to get Atkinson's a little older. He makes a decent amount of money. You know, we just talked like, you know what they really badly need a defenseman. What if yeah. Atkinson frost and a middle round pick gets you a, you know, another top four defenseman, something like that. So I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, it depends on return. They're going to, they're going to try a lot of shit. I think there's going to be a lot of things thrown at the wall. And when, when the off season's over, we're gonna go. Huh? This roster looks different. So, wouldn't rule it out. I'm like, he's in no way untouchable.
4: Uh, cause it's one of those things where I think about it and I say, Hayes hey, Atkinson and call it Fairbairn. That's probably a pretty good second line. Yeah. But, but also, you know, if you want to sell high on a guy who makes a pretty good chunk of money, um, and you know, we we don't have uh, we're probably not gonna be contending next year. So. If you can get futures, if you can get picks, if you can get you know the next wave of people who are actually con- gonna compete for a cup, let let's sell high on this guy.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind, like yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with trading Atkinson, especially because they do have this glut of guys that looks like you know they're gonna top out at that second line. Yep. Like th- this is what they have. Connect me, Farabi, Atkinson, like all these dudes are probably this at some point, maybe they introduce Wade Allison into the equation. Like all of these wingers who are all right, but not great. Yeah. The veteran who's only been here one year and makes like what, five and a half million dollars or whatever. Yeah. He's, he'd be the odd man out, especially with wanting to clear some cap space.
4: Yeah. That's all I got. Thanks, Bill.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Appreciate it. Um, I am, not from a, not from a, oh, yeah, they're going to kill it this offseason. It's from a morbid curiosity standpoint. I am very much looking forward. Like, I've said all along, the Risto contract isn't just bad because Risto's not a great player and they're paying him, you know, $25.5 million. It, it The organizational priorities, it shows those, and that's ultimately, like, scarier to think, like, oh man, these guys might not know what they're doing. So, I'm real excited to see what the hell they prioritize this off season, and uh, think you know they might slide down that railing and land on their feet. I often do, but you know there's a patch of ice at the bottom, so we'll see. Uh, Adam Bortz, Adam, you're live on the post game.
5: Hey, Bill. Uh, as we're talking here, I'm kind of watching uh, the post game on NBC and. I'm looking at, yo, come out again. And, like, every time this poor man has to come out and answer (laughs) for this team. Yeah, he's, (laughs) He's like – Just the layer – (laughs) just the new layer of dejection every time he has to do it. I feel so bad for this guy. And, like, it's not going to be too much longer before this dude just straight up cracks a butt heavy and lights up a cig at the podium and, like – Fuck it. I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he, I, like, honestly, I'd want to keep him if he did that. <laughs>
0: like, uh, no, it is, it's it's very, you know, he took What's on he the responsibility, you know? Yeah, he took on the responsibility of being the, the interim coach, and everyone yeah. knows what the deal is, and it's just like, what the fuck is the point? You know, yeah. like, what are we going to ask this guy? Yeah. Hey, uh... You got enough NHL players. Like that's the only real question. Like, is he gonna say no? <laughs> like, I know. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm just doing. I'm just doing my job. You know, but like, it is. It's a shame. It. it you know, he gets paid and everything. It's cool, but I oh, I, I, I would not want to be him.
5: Absolutely not. I, I don't have him at all. But uh, I didn't hear. Not to to bring the post game down at all, but I didn't hear anybody touch on the Jimmy McCrossan stuff uh that we found out this week what an absolute travesty uh for it's, that guy i it I, sucks
0: on a oh, lot of levels like yeah. cancer cancer just fucking blows like there, there's nothing you can say uh, uh, yeah it's got a zero percent approval rating it's horrible yeah um <laughs> and just like I get that there's litigation and everything and that we live in a litigious world. We live in a world that's run by HR departments and I understand all that. Mm. And maybe there is nothing you can say, but fuck, man, it really seems like uh, everything everyone hates about Flyers ownership, like just the faceless soullessness of it was on display with with the news that came out. Like it just seems so... Yeah, uh, fucking corporate and uh, just ugh, left a bad taste. And I, I can't imagine anyone was
5: happy with what they heard this week. Yeah, it just, just you know, what? How fitting for this season for something absolutely terrible off the ice to happen. Um, and I, did you did you grow up playing, Bill? Did you play youth hockey? Yeah, yeah,
0: I played from yeah elementary school through high school.
5: Same, same here. I played. uh travel in Scholastic and I played a little bit in college and I was talking to a friend of mine who I grew up playing with and there's like a lot of hockey parents that are in rinks like for a long time that uh, have these similar cancers pop up to what Jimmy McCrossin did and I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, It happens like way more often than you'd think and particularly the women and i I don't know why that is I don't know if there's a connection there, but um I don't know if you saw similar things happen to like circles of your friends growing up, but it's like apparently a thing
0: i I can't say uh, like anyone's ever narrowed it down, but you know everyone everyone knows someone affected by cancer um i don't I don't know i, I
5: I have no idea. Yeah, no, that's no sweat. Sorry to drop it on you. But, um, no, no, no. It's, it's the last, last mean, it's a, it's a thing worth say, talking
0: about.
5: Yeah. Uh, the last two things I want to say are uh, I think, you know, this season I've been of the mentality that I think, you know, everyone's on the table and everybody's tradable except for Hart, blah, 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 blah. I'm starting to take Sandheim off that list. I'm starting to think Sanheim's a little bit in that untouchable realm. Um, you know, just looking at the defensemen that we've been stuck with, that we've been left with after, like, the team in an era and, and all those guys that have been, like, staples. These guys don't come around often, especially with his offensive upside, the way he activates. I'm starting to think that he's kind of not on the table anymore. Uh- in my mind no one is untouchable
0: but just the idea like they don't have six nhl defensemen right now they didn't have six all year they didn't start the year with six when everyone was healthy like someone has to play he appears to be the best of the options it would it just like someone has to play <laughs> he seems pretty good it, I I don't see how you could improve this defense by moving on from Sanheim right now, um, unless you like trade him in a package for a fucking superstar, which I don't see happening. Uh, So I, I think he's kind of just, mathematically untouchable like right, there's right, there's right. only so many guys right. most of them can't play at all so right.
5: he's and now got if to none study. goes out we're gonna have to see somebody else from the ahl that's already really depleted defense core i'm really not looking forward to that um but uh, and the last thing i want to say is uh like i cannot stand when somebody gets traded and does like takes a piss does anything and people are like Oh, there you go. Knack scored a fucking goal again. Oh, my God. Flyers should never traded him. And then God's despair that we couldn't even give away. Oh, there we go. We should have never done it. Like drives me up a wall. One thing I would love, though, to hear you guys talk about on the pod is who is going to have the best season away from the Flyers? Who's going to get traded and like away from this team, excel and be way better?
0: That's a great question, Adam. Um, You know, and thanks a lot. I've talked a lot. Like, I just expect if Travis Konechny, say, were to be traded, and I kind of don't – I'm kind of leaning – I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But, like, I I fully expect Travis Konechny, if he were to be traded, to go somewhere and be a very good second-line winger. Like, because that's what he is. You know, And we needed him for a bit to be a first liner and for a season he played that way, but that's not what he is. And a team trading for him would I assume play him in his right role. And he'd be very, very productive there. Like a guy like Provorov, I just don't know what he is, and that's crazy considering he's been here so long. You know, uh, like I, 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 we've been talking about Sandheim. I think Sandheim's a good second pair defenseman. You know, I, talking about Tk, I think he's a nice second line winger on a good team. I have no fucking clue what Provorov is. So I don't even know what I would expect from him if he went elsewhere. Um we talked about trading Cam Atkinson earlier. Atkinson would be Atkinson. He'd, he'd get you 25 to 30 goals somewhere. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's something we can bring up. I saw Kelly had a uh, saw Kelly had an idea in the comments that we should do a uh, lost my train of thought there. We should do a mailbag episode this week. I don't think that's a horrible idea. So, uh, tweet your questions for BSH Radio this week. Uh, we're recording it Wednesday night. That's 420 Eve, or the night of 420, the evening of. Uh, tweet your questions at Hinks, and uh, yeah, do that. <laughs> there you go, Kelly. <laughs> no, but at uh, at me, at Kelly, whoever, and uh, maybe we'll get to him on a uh, on a mailbag episode. <laughs> God damn it, Bill. You're back on Twitter, Kelly, so I got to get your engagements back up. I got to get your engagements back up. I'm here for your brand. All right. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio's post game this week uh, or tonight, whatever. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. Uh, you know, the season's ending, but BSH Radio isn't. We go all off season. We're gonna talk draft. We'll talk some playoffs with the other teams. Uh, obviously, free agency and all that shit. It's gonna be a the Flyers off season is guaranteed to be more interesting than their than their regular season. That is without a doubt. Uh, so please hit that subscribe button, uh, and you will be kept up to date on all of our uh, all of our Flyers opinions and takes throughout this uh, upcoming off season. All right. I'm out of words. My name is Bill Matz until next time. Have a great week, everybody.